0: Welcome to the K Hole. People are dying. My name's Ashley Brandt, and I'm Hannah. <laughs> Joining me this week, Hannah is going to be talking about the life of Kylie.
1: I'm really excited about it. I own exactly one Kylieder, one Kylie shadow set, <laughs> the Burgundy palette, and I probably own five to seven Kylie lip kits. So I'm a huge Kylie Jenner supporter in some sense.
0: That's incredible. That's incredible that you know all the brand names, that you have so many pieces. What do you think of her her whole cosmetic collection?
1: I live for makeup, Mm -hmm. so I was really excited by the idea of someone creating a line, someone who has gotten their makeup done since they were, what, you know – 10 years old, you know, she's been on TV forever. She says that she gets her makeup done more than most people, so she really knows makeup. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, trying her products, let me just say they're awesome. I think that some of my best photos, at least, like they're, the makeup's really camera ready. I feel like it highly pigmented, lasts a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the colors are – it's not – it's not like a Bobby Brown palette where it's like settle where to work every day. Yeah. It's glam. It's going out. You got to want to have a bright burgundy mm-hmm. eye and yeah. like the shiniest highlight ever. And sometimes I really do
0: want that. So I really like it. That's a great way to put it. Um, have you been a fan of the show for a long time or did you really get in through Kylie? Like what draws you to the Kardashians?
1: I'm a huge fan of Keeping Up. Um, I always say when a lot of people don't really believe that I love it so much, I have a sister and we're both really close with our mom. Mm -hmm. So I kind of look at the show as relatable in that sense Mm -hmm. because they're a group of sisters. I feel like the way they interact with each other is almost like it's relatable for someone who has a sister and a mom they're really close with. I kind of relate to it on that level. And I think it's funny. It's always fun to watch, you know, people with really cool and nice things mm-hmm. doing kind of these glamorous different types of things. It's also cool to watch the evolution.
0: Yes. That is what I love about the show and the family as they continuously rebrand themselves. Right.
1: And it, it's just night and day, season yes. one versus now. Yes. Now they're like a full empire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, it not saying it's the American dream, but I think that people genuinely look at that family like an American dream like mm-hmm. family where it's like, yeah, they started off well off, but they, you know, quadrupled their income, yeah. if not more, yeah, and started all these really successful businesses from you know having the opportunity to do a reality show. So I think it a lot of people look at them as like aspirational. They're inspired by them in that mm-hmm. sense, even though a lot of people tear them down. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's cool to see how they've grown.
0: Yeah, their brand just has so much resilience. Um, and it's really interesting to see that brand take a new form in Life of Kylie, which we're going to talk about. But first, we have some IRL news that we need to talk about because I've been noticing that when the show's off, There's not as much Kardashian news. But with Life of Kylie coming back, there has been a lot more news in the public, kind of getting interest ready. Um, Kylie turned 20 years old. Big piece of news there. She's still not 21. It's insane to me that she's like 20 years old. She owns like five homes, so many cars. And her cosmetics empire is on track to sell a billion dollars. They're at $400 right now. But they're going to hit a landmark that it took um, established brands decades to hit.
1: Yeah, I think that's incredible. I also just, you know, there's so many members of the family. I feel like another thing is she had her 20th birthday party Mm -hmm. and every single one of her sisters is there and they're tweeting and posting Mm -hmm. on Instagram and on Snapchat and it's instant publicity for the party and for exactly. her birthday and for the show. You know, they – the Kardashians, especially with their parties, they get a lot of camera-ready camera, camera ready props. Mm-hmm. So they had at her 20th birthday party an ice sculpture of Kylie's naked body. Let me just say my mom would never do that for oh me. Oh, my God. Or on further. my 20th birthday. <laughs> Um, but to each their own, (laughs) but I saw that ice sculpture on every single media outlet, you know, everyone at the party, I'm sure we're taking videos and pictures of it. And that's the kind of stuff, you know, the flower wall, the mirror wall at Kim Kardashian's makeup launch. Like that's the kind of stuff that they do at all their parties so that a lot of people will be taking photos and posting about it and they can get the most publicity.
0: Yeah. No, that's a great point. I I hadn't even realized that. And it it gives them so much, quote unquote, organic reach.
1: Right. I mean, I have one sister. If my sister posts about my birthday, then that's like, you know, it reaches probably five people. You think about
0: like how many people are in their little cluster. All of this is leading up to the premiere of Life of Kylie, which, like I said, we're going to get to. But... There were a couple of PR blunders this week. Um, Kendall may or may not have tipped a bartender at a bar in Brooklyn. Um, That story was in the news for like three days before Kendall finally got a tweet together. I mean, someone on her team got a tweet together that says, oh, I guess I shouldn't have tipped in cash. I fully believe that Kendall did not tip at that bar.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't really believe that. If they had gotten a tip in cash, I I know people are quick to blast the Kardashians, but I think if, you know, she had genuinely tipped them, they wouldn't have done something like that just for publicity.
0: Tipping well is an important practice.
1: Tip your bartenders, people. I think it's really important. If you're Kendall Jenner. And especially in bars in Brooklyn. Those people need tips. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No kidding. Um, Another... Bigger uh, PR kerfuffle this week was Caitlyn Jenner wearing a Make America Great Again hat all day. She was out in her convertible, she was at the golf course in her bright red Donald Trump hat. And people were pretty upset about that, understandably, considering she had talked a bit about how she's upset about the ban on trans people in the military. Um, and Caitlin's excuse that no one really bought was that she didn't realize she was wearing that hat.
1: Um, this is coming from someone who's very aware of their public image and is very cautious of, you know, what they put out in the public, so I don't necessarily believe that she didn't realize, um, what her hat was saying, and I don't know what kind of statement she was making, but personally I think it was Probably just to get some publicity.
0: Um, it is interesting that TMZ later reported, and TMZ is obviously a chosen, you know, mouthpiece of the Kardashian brand. Um, TMZ later reported that the Kardashians had all cut their ties with Kate because she supports Donald Trump. Um, specifically included in that was the note that they think of her as a traitor to the community, which I get. They're trying to create a really LGBTQ-friendly image. Um, I understand that. But at the same time, like, they're not a part of that community. So I thought that them trying to speak for the trans people, even in such an obvious case, um, I thought was maybe a little presumptive.
1: Also, what about Kanye West meeting with
0: Donald Trump? They really tried to erase that. I almost completely forgot about it, too, until this moment. What else? Additionally, a lot of people are speculating that Chloe and Tristan might be getting real serious. And might even be uh, having a baby.
1: Yeah, I know that's been like a storyline on keeping up when she goes to the fertility doctor and talks about, you know, potentially having a baby with Tristan. I look at Tristan. This is, you know, I obviously don't know their relationship. But from what I see on the show, I look at Tristan like a Chris Humphreys titch. You know he's younger than her. Yes, he w- didn't really have that much publicity before being on the show. Yeah. Yes, they are long distance type of thing. Their publicists set them up, like she says in the show, like "oh, we were set up." But I am assuming that their publicists set them up. That's usually how that works with pro athletes in the Kardashians. Yes. And I think that was the exact same for Chris Humphries and Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And we all know how well that worked out. They may be madly in love. I am a little iffy on Tristan um, in everything I've seen. He just – something something's a little lost there to me about
0: him. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I can't place it. Um I, he has a lot of charisma. I really like him on screen. He seems like the nicest guy, but he's too nice. He's yeah. too good. I almost feel
1: like th- that's what I mean. There's like a mystery factor. There's something we don't know. It's yes. <laughs> almost like he's performing when he's on the show. That's a great way to put it. And yeah. that's the only light I've ever seen him in, is that in that like performance mode. I yeah. hope he's you know that great of a person. Yeah. And I'm sure he is to her at all times. But who knows if that's legit? You know, you never really know people's true intentions. Yeah,
0: I mean, at least we're not seeing those early Chris Humphreys red flags that Kim just ignored, ignore. right? <laughs> right. Um, in ongoing Rob and China news, um, some details about Rob and China's potential custody settlement leaked clearly by Rob's team. First of all, I think that this information was constructed to basically say, "Feel bad for Rob; he's a good dad." It included this information that Rob's not really bringing in any money, that China could potentially owe him child support. Uh, it alleged that Rob was likely to get full custody. And it also alleged that Tyga has full custody of King, which I think has never been the case.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, I'm just, to be honest, and I know they talked about this on the show about renewing Rob and China. I'm still pretty shocked that they did it. I think that, you know, E is always looking for like major publicity mm-hmm. and they have so much drama surrounding them that I'm surprised that they didn't just renew the season and go with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, they must have maybe filmed something because they were going to air it for a while. I don't know. I would love to see that. There I, I you know, uh, Rob and China
1: always confuses me. I know a lot of people that watch it and they are pro China. They're like, China has such a pure heart. She's such a good-hearted person after watching that. Mm -hmm. But there are some people who go the exact opposite direction. It is very
0: polarizing.
1: Right. And they say, you know, China trapped him. You know, she used to be a lap dancer. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's always that stereotype that girls that are lap dancers are, like, very scheming. Mm -hmm. You know, they take Mm -hmm. all your money. They tell you these sob stories, that type of thing. And not – you know, no shade on her because I think that she started from the bottom and worked her way up. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, but I also saw that, you know, she wants to be the next Nicki Minaj. She said she's going to start a singing career.
0: Very curious about that. <laughs> I mean, if Cardi B can do it, I think China can probably do it. I'm sure she actually can. Yeah. She's definitely got some attitude. So. Yeah. I just remember, like, there used to be these stories about how China and Amber would make club appearances together, and Amber would be pulling in, you know, three times what China was pulling in. So if she can support, you know, her kids and their lifestyle uh, because of the exposure exposure she's gotten on the show and because of this relationship. Good for her. Yeah. And and good that Rob can't post, you know, pictures of her on on the internet anymore because that was yeah. way over the line. You know what? Everyone
1: is always like, you know, Rob needs to get his stuff together. I feel sad for Rob. He lost his dad at a really young age. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, especially as a guy growing up in a family of all really controlling and domineering Mm -hmm. women, being the youngest.
0: And, you know, he's just trying to make his way in the world. I feel like he's going to recede from the public eye. I feel like he's going to raise a dream. I feel like maybe that's what's best for him. I don't know if he's ever going to get the help he needs, but this certainly seems like a better scenario at the very least right I agree in positive news Kim surrogate is three months pregnant and I have to imagine that she is thrilled not to be pregnant because that's always been a difficult experience
1: I always called that she'd have a surrogate I didn't think that she would end up having stay on her own I know but I always thought and and there were also multiple times period of in time where I was like you know I think that she probably has a surrogate who's pregnant right now and they didn't announce it. Obviously now they just announced it, but there were a few times where it was like, she went out of the public mm-hmm. image a little, but she wasn't pregnant cause she was being photographed. Right. And I knew she wanted a kid and I was probably right. like, you know what? She loses money. Mm-hmm. I mean, she still gets exposure when she's pregnant, Yeah, but it's a lot easier for her to have someone else be pregnant for her.
0: No, absolutely. Um, And I think that motherhood has become a really big part of her public image. So I think had she decided to do a surrogate right after she had North, I think that would have been quieter. I think maybe they wouldn't have announced it. But now that her brand has become kind of synonymous with this sexy, have-it-all version of motherhood. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's important for her to talk about the surrogacy, you know, through statements to people and stuff like that.
1: Right. And she's making, obviously, the whole – and, you know, no totally feel for her, you know, having issues with her first two pregnancies and then not being able to carry her third. But she's made that really public on the show, and that's Mm -hmm. been, like, a major storyline. Yeah. And I think that's part of, you know, tying into her whole – the have-it-all woman, you know, can have this motherhood experience while managing a business. Yes. Um, I am shocked, though, because in going back a few seasons, in her John Edmonds, I think that's his name. She had John a, Edward. Edward, the psychic. The psychic. Yes. I love he said, guy. two kids. And now she's about to have a third. That's and he, go, he said, I'm seeing two. And so I'm just, you know... I know sometimes they don't see it if you know she didn't end up actually having the third. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe it. But just saying, pointing that yeah. out there.
0: I mean John Edward has called a lot of shit in her life. Like I know the divorce. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm surprised that she's going for third. I to me this is kind of a pivot of her brand from a working mother brand to a really motherhood focused brand. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, I kind of thought that maybe she would at this point be taking more of a like Kristen Bell approach where she would be more candid about motherhood, a little more upfront about the challenges, but she's really in this honeymoon phase with it. Um obviously she gets a lot of help though, and that's gonna right. part of it.
1: I mean they're also, you know, not not saying that there's no um plus for them as well to have a third kid. Because, you know, they have this whole kids supply brand now and they're making it, you know, a huge empire trying to make Mm -hmm. these fashion forward clothing line for kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her kids are all the models. So, you know, her kids are photographed every single second of every day. Why would she not make a clothing line so that, you know, they can be photographed in her clothes and she Mm -hmm. can make more
0: money? No, that's a great point. Um, And... Kim also has new contour kits coming out that she's teasing. They're going to be powder. Um, You know, she's really taking a, a hint from Kylie.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm surprised. There are, like, a lot of... I know that they say, the Kardashians say they don't compete with each other, but they do get into each other's spaces sometimes. Yeah. And I'm shocked that, you know, they Kylie let Kim start her own makeup line. I know obviously all oh, mm-hmm. they support each other, but you know, that's a business. That's her space. Um, no one's, tr- no one is trying to be in like the health and fitness space because, you know, that is
0: Chloe's cl- or well, um, Courtney and, Courtney's. Chloe's. and Chloe. In, Chloe's work. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. But so I'm kind of shocked. That's like a, you know, I know she came out with contour kits, which is a lot different from Kylie's whole deal. Mm-hmm. But obviously, she's trying to expand it and make it into something bigger. Yeah. Let me—it's
0: it's a very similar price point. It's very similar packaging. Right. It's very obvious that I'm like, sure
1: they have the same manufacturer. I'm no, sure. Absolutely,
0: I feel like they maybe you know I could see blank contour kits being created and kind of like, oh, are we going to brand these Kylie or Kim?
1: Basically. Right. In the same sense too, when when. Um, Kim came out with all her Kimoji merch, Mm -hmm. and then Kylie came out with a bunch of merch. I think that was probably using the same manufacturer, and it was just, you know, adding on to it. So there, yeah, they were in the same space. The one thing I don't like, and this is what I really loved about Kylie's line, is I did feel like it brought something to the marketplace that wasn't already there. Mm -hmm. And for Kim's contour line, first with the stick, I thought that was really unique You know, there aren't a lot of good contour sticks out there that work really well, especially one that comes with the brush, you know, all included in this little bag. I thought that was really clever. Mm -hmm. Let me just say, I've seen a lot of powdered contour kits. Yes. And I'm not necessarily inclined to buy Kim Kardashian Wests. I was excited about the contour stick and really still want it, still can't get it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll still keep my eye out for that. Let me just also raise one other point about people being in other people's space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I am shocked that Life of Kylie, the name of the show is Life of Kylie because Pablo was the whole life of Pablo. Yeah. How is that not, you know, some yeah. sort of getting in each other's
0: space? But uh, Connie is also really not in the public eye right now. We're definitely not going to see him in Life of Kylie. Yeah, no. I think we might we're going to see Kim because that's important cross-brand synergy. We're going to see Chris Jenner because we saw a clip of her in the coming up this season. I think we might see Kendall. I think they might do a little bit of like, oh, we used to be so close and now our lives are so different. Right. I don't think we're going to see anyone else in the family. Yeah.
1: I think there's also that we, I don't know how much we'll see Kendall, to be honest. Um, I do think that that point will be brought up. But they always – I mean, when Kylie first got the show, I read an article of being like, all the other sisters are mad at Kylie because, you know, none of them have a show, um, have their own show. Keeping up the, with the Kardashians, let's get real, that was Kim's show. Yeah. Even though they say it's a family show.
0: No, she's the head executive producer. Right. She, she carries so much weight on that show, moves the past forward. Like, right she's invaluable
1: courtney and chloe take miami that was a joint deal they mm-hmm. both had to be there to do it mm-hmm. um chloe did get that spin off chloe
0: and lamar chloe and
1: lamar right R&D. so that was her own thing yeah. but none of them just got it got the show about their lives like That's it was always true. either about a relationship or opening a business it wasn't just like strictly a reality show following this one person mm-hmm. um I don't know that Kendall necessarily – she tries to stay away from the whole reality show image. Mm -hmm. But those two, I think, are definitely in competition whether they know it or not. Yeah. And they kind of – I just think that Kylie – and not saying she's this kind of person – but I think she might try and use this as, like, her way to actually show who she is because mm-hmm. I think that Kendall's like, more in the public eye with her modeling. Really? And I think she would probably not want her on the show as much as possible. And I don't necessarily think that they're that good of friends.
0: Really? Yeah, I don't. That's very interesting. They were so close growing up on the show. Yeah. Um, and they talk about kind of being raised as twins, basically, because they're, you know – Caitlin and Chris is only children together. They're very close in age. Um, But they really haven't, over the last few seasons, spent a lot of time together. Yeah. But I always saw them as, like, creating an image that was catered to different demographics. Do you think Kendall has more name recognition? I do. I think she – or no, I think
1: Kylie definitely does now. Mm -hmm. But I think that Kendall has – kind of a cleaner recognition. I know with her whole... With the Pepsi Pepsi ad, right? That was like a huge deal. But I think people look at Kendall in the space of being like a super high fashion model. Mm -hmm. You know, very... She's like one of the top models in high fashion right now. Everyone knows who she is in fashion. And that's a really hard industry to break into. Mm -hmm. I think Kylie's looked at as more of like... It's a little more consumer. She's in a different space. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of people... All, the other thing, Kendall, people say that she's all natural. I think oh. people like to, like, think that that's something to be admired or, yeah. like, she's more legitimate in some sense. Mm-hmm. Don't know that necessarily she is and don't know how much of that is true. Mm-hmm. You know, even though people say all natural, they still go to the most expensive dermatologists and get their right. hair cut by the best people and all that kind of stuff. For sure. Um, wear the best clothing. Um, but I think those two are really competitive. I think that whole family secretly is. And like they say, they're really close to each mm-hmm. other. But I know being in a family with a lot of siblings, they secretly
0: compete with each other. Yeah. I mean, it's it's natural, especially because everything they do is monetized. Right. Um, and I really, I think Life of Kylie, in a sense, is an extension of trying to monetize Kylie's social media presence. Yeah. She described it as one long Snapchat story, which is just that just feels like a very temporal soundbite, you know what I mean? Um, and they're integrating a lot of her Snap content into the series, but I think there's such a difference between when she first started to get social media recognition and she was being more candid and she does talk about this in the show versus what it what her social media image has become now. Yeah. It's so curated. Right. It's, you know
1: and i i get it like she she says it in the show too that she used to be really open really out there you know i go back to kylie's vine days when she was super goofy mm-hmm. um just like a jokester uh, i kind of relate to that kylie i yeah. i loved her sense of humor back then like that she was putting herself out there in a really funny way i think she has gotten a lot of criticism and she has a really strict publicity team. And I think her mom is really strict about that kind of stuff, very aware of their public image mm-hmm. and really tries to make it as streamlined as possible. So that show is super heavily produced. She's really careful about every single word that comes out of her mouth. Yeah. I think that they, the show, they try and make it like, this is Kylie behind the scenes, you know, things people never see about her, uh, you know, an inside look. But it, it's not. It's its filming a reality
0: show. Yeah. Um, they definitely tried to frame it as this kind of extra content. They're showing the, set it, the setting up of, you know, the lights, the cameras, and stuff like that. But at the same time, she still has the same lack of screen presence that she has in recent seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And she's not – she can't sell it, you know. Obviously, yeah. everyone's performing. Kim's performing. Kendall's performing all the time but Kylie can't sell it. She lacks that charisma, I hate to say. Yeah. And and I think that
1: she kills it on social media, on Snapchat, any, her Snapchat stories. I think that she's probably more open in her Snapchat stories than she is on
0: the show. Yes, definitely. But even then, it's so guarded. She's not really revealing anything about herself and her life. Um, I think it's interesting that the sh- the season preview included this line, oh yeah, I'm dating because we know Kylie and Tyga broke up, but it doesn't seem like we're going to talk about Kyla- uh, Tyga. It doesn't seem like we're going to talk about that period of her life. Um, and on the one hand, it seems like she's trying to create this image of, within the show, of openness, of trying to overcome the Kylie Jenner persona to, you know tap into her authentic self, and I just don't think she's going to do it. I don't think she knows where to begin.
1: Yeah, and I – you know, this is the other major flaw, and they try – they bring it up in the show, but she says at one point, I think I need to go to therapy. You know, I think probably that moment was contrived. Showing a therapy session was contrived. But I think we're looking at someone who – maybe not fully in touch with herself in some sense. And she's like living this life for the public image. And, you know, you can't really be looking at the life of someone who doesn't, isn't self-aware. Yeah. Um, And that's another thing. I think her self-awareness, you kind of see that she lacks self-awareness by what she says on the show. You know, she's in a super sheltered environment. She's not, she didn't, she was homeschooled. She doesn't really interact with the public at all. So understandably, what comes out of her mouth and what she says and her experience varies from all of ours. But I think she has to cater to her audience a little bit better. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something that Kim really does. Yeah. And I think Kim tries to be super aware of, at least in the moments where she's, you know, in control of her emotions, mm-hmm. of what she says. Because I think she realizes yeah. that a lot of people watching her show don't live the same lifestyle as her. Yes. Absolutely. Kylie says some things that really aren't relatable and I think that she's going to start becoming a lot more central in terms of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, it definitely had, like, a little bit of a um, fabulous life of vibe, that old VH1 show that you right. used to just show. Just Almost like Sweet Sixteen-y, too. Yes. Um, and they try to play it off as like, oh, I know that I have these things but they don't make me happy and now I can find real happiness. But she's talking about houses she's talking about multiple luxury cars and it's just such a normal part of these conversations and it's like she doesn't even hear herself
1: right and at the same in the same sense she says her life passion is makeup and she goes oh i don't need makeup wait maybe i do need makeup it's it's like you know your life passion and what drives you on a day-to-day is something external from yourself that's incredibly superficial yeah you know, that kind of shows where she's coming from and her self-awareness and, you know, what she knows about herself.
0: Yeah, that's very true. She talks about wanting to be able to go out without makeup or go out in sweats while at the same time she can do that. Mm -hmm. She just doesn't want to, and she's unable to reconcile those two facets of herself seemingly or recognize even that they're in in conflict to begin with.
1: Right, and I think that that's something that she – is almost envious of Kendall a little bit about. And she Mm -hmm. does say that on the show. She doesn't say Kendall. She says, I think, Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, and Hailey Baldwin. Baldwin. But those are all in, like, Kendall's little clique, all Mm -hmm. three of those girls. And I think she looks at them as, you know, they're fashion models. They are photographed all the time, and they're used to it, and they're really good at it. You know, she does model Ka- Kylie, mm-hmm. but she says, you know, she doesn't feel like she's made for this. She's not the typical model. Yeah. And she wants to just hide and, you know, not be so exposed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she could have had that lifestyle. Her family's yeah. well off enough that if she really, I mean, obviously she was on the show since a really young age. But she's creating, she's trying, she's doing stuff to create more exposure for herself. She's not hiding from the public image.
0: We go months without seeing Rob. Obviously, he's in kind of a different place, but she could make some choices about where she goes, what she does, how she presents herself, and really remove herself from the public eye. And it's interesting because I didn't even realize how um, infrequently we see paparazzi pictures of Kylie compared to Kendall. I feel like I see a Kendall Jenner paparazzi picture every day of my life.
1: Right. And when I see the Kylie ones, and she does reference this in the show, she's if she's not glam and ready to go, she's not going to a red carpet event or something like that, she's covering her face, her hands over her face, she's wearing a hat or she obviously is in like sweats and sneakers and she, you know, doesn't want to be photographed. But at the same time, She's seen in public with a really high profile people like Travis Scott. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's grabbing her butt, you know, and people are photographed, photographing her. It's like a catch 22. You can't say that, you know, you're not you don't want to live that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're out in public with this super high profile rapper Mm -hmm. and you're obviously going to be photographed and you're doing kind of scandalous, racy things in public. Yeah. What do you expect?
0: Yeah, she doesn't seem to quite be able to let go of her public image a little bit. Right. Know. And that's interesting that that impulse is coming from her at the same time that she's trying to talk about rediscovering herself or whatever that means. When we know that her universe seems to be composed of five people. Yeah. Most of whom are on her payroll. Right.
1: And I mean, her best friend, Jordan, she says she's known her from a really young age, but I read a lot of blogs that kind of point out the fact that Kylie bankrolls Jordan's lifestyle. Who knows how much of that is true? I know Jordan's like an Instagram celebrity now Mm -hmm. and she models and all this stuff. But obviously Jordan got exposure from being best friends with Kylie. And that's how now she's able to be in the fashion space and be a model and be really popular on Instagram. Um, I would be – and I don't think that Kylie necessarily – could ever not have this situation because of who she is. But I would be, you know, really on edge, and almost a little paranoid if, you know, my best friends are my executive assistant, who I pay, my makeup artist, who I pay, my hairstylist, who I pay. And, you know, my best friend, Jordan, who I do think that they're genuine friends. But I think Jordan lives in her house. You know, Kylie bought that house on her own. You know, I don't, I'm not pointing out the money situation, but I'm sure there's something there that, you know, we don't see, you know, they all take that plane out to go to prom. Mm -hmm. Kylie obviously is paying for that plane, but there's a clear juxtaposition. Kylie's in the back with her makeup artist and hairstylist getting her hair and makeup done to go to prom. And Jordan's doing her own makeup on like a tiny eyeshadow palette with, you know, not the greatest props or materials. It's like they're in a different ballpark.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And her lifestyle would be incredibly different if her and Kylie had a falling out. And I'm sure that that puts a certain pressure on their relationship.
1: I think so. That's like definitely something they bring up is, you know, that codependency. Mm -hmm. And I think that for someone like Jordan, who's already in the public eye, because she's been friends with Kylie, there's no really turning away from that and just like living a normal life Mm -hmm. without Kylie.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because the, uh, Kylie and Jordan are credited as the only two people quote unquote starring in the show. And I think that I'm really into Kylie's glam squad. I would watch a show about them. I, I thought Tokyo was very cool and relatable. Um, I think it's interesting that Arielle came from kind of an Instagram background before he met Kylie and was hired by her. Um, but the cast is really Kylie and Jordan. Right. And they're kind of, you know, she's not getting a Malika credit. Right. She's not showing up every few episodes. She's an integral part of the plot. Right. And Kylie at least having someone to talk to. And it's
1: almost like I look at it like... Um, I think Jordan plays this like therapist, Buddha-type figure where she's like the voice of reason, down to earth, really wise, beyond mm-hmm. her years. Um, I think that... That is part of the reason why they put her so much on the show is to balance Kylie out in a mm-hmm. sense and kind of keep her a little bit more down to earth. I think Jordan kind of calls her out when Kylie's, you know, right. saying something that may not be the most relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan kind of brings it down to earth and makes it more relatable for, mm-hmm. you know, the everyday person.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, neither of them are particularly outgoing or interesting. They're both very safe mellow in the way yeah, yeah in the way they conduct themselves. Did you read that Atlantic article that was going around over the weekend like did smartphones ruin a generation of kids or whatever? Did you? Read no, that I missed that. Okay, it sounded like it was going to be really bad and then I read it and it was actually really interesting. Basically, there's this behavioralist who looks at like behavior of teenagers across generations and usually it's like small changes over time between boomers, gen Xs, millennials, etc. But The Gen Z generation, the one that's coming up kind of after us, apparently there are all of these crazy shifts in behavior and kind of expected milestones where um, kids in high school now basically don't ever go out. They spend all their time at home. They don't get their driver's licenses. They exert no independence. They're having sex later. They're not trying drugs because their social lives are in their phones And how that's also creating this, like, social anxiety that's maybe stifling them at the same time. Um, And it's really interesting because I feel like I see that in Kylie and I see that in Jordan. Oh, definitely. Because they're always at her house. Right. Not doing anything.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's also, like, you know, they're trying to stay out of the public eye. They think it's too chaotic. At the same time, Kim Kardashian West, who's like the most famous person out there, she's always out and about, like, except for when, you know, she had just had a baby. Mm -hmm. But she realizes that, you know, making these public appearances on a regular basis drives her business. And I think Kylie, in comparison, won't go out, but she'll get glammed up and take a picture in her driveway and post it on Instagram. And it has the same effect. Um and that's what's really driving her brand, yeah, so like maybe it's hurting her social skills and her her ability to communicate with people on a day to day, and also her ability you know shes has this like severe anxiety you see on the show mm-hmm. about going to an airport, which like understandably so, mm-hmm. but about being in public um you know. Obviously, there's a reason she has that severe anxiety, but I think a part of it plays because, you know, she has this image on social media, but that's not her. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't have nearly the confidence that she has in the pictures she posts in that type of situation. Mm -hmm. And she does kind of just hide out at home. And, you know, even with her relationships, you know, with Tyga, he was always at her house. It's like she essentially lives on an island in Calabasas and she likes it that way. But who knows how much that's helping her development as a person.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting that for this first episode, they decided to take her out of her comfort zone and kind of use that as as an example of Kylie trying to achieve this end goal of getting in touch with herself or having a normal prom experience. And it's just, it's not compelling. Yeah. They walk in the door. She's nice to you, but pretty socially awkward with this normal guy she's going to prom with. They go to prom, they're mobbed by people, and they have to stand up on this balcony above everyone else.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, she comes into the experience being like, I never had the full prom experience, this is my time. And, you know, you have a little bit of a compassion for her. You're like, okay, wow, she really wanted that normal experience, now she's finally got to get it. She may, and she should be a little bit more aware of the fact that that's just not realistic. You know, the second she walked into the prom to be with normal people – she has to be escorted to a private balcony overlooking, you know, the common people as they cheer her name. It like might as well be a Kylie Cosmetic pop-up shop, you know? It's just not realistic. And she barely communicates with Albert, her date. Yeah. She says his name a lot. And she's really likes the idea of like, prom with Albert, going with Albert, doing this for Albert. And we're kind of like, okay, are you actually talking to Albert? Or are you just like taking pictures with Albert? And like... This guy has these two dates, but, like, also, I just feel for Jordan. I'm like, you know, they both yeah. have to go with him, but I feel like everyone's obsessing over Kylie, and Jordan's just, you know, in the background a little. Mm-hmm. It's like, couldn't they have found another date for Jordan? I'm sure they could have, you know, and they both yeah. could have gone to prom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It it ends up being a really awkward, strange experience that I don't think lands in the way it was intended to, and this should be an example of the really lighthearted, obviously stage things that go on in keeping up with the Kardashians that are so fun. Like taking Kourtney Kardashian to a fire station to teach her to be more decisive. I know. Like that kind of stuff is so fun. It's not meant to be taken seriously. And it's so obviously just meant to generate material for the show. And this should have been on that level. Right. And it wasn't. And it gives... It lacked
1: that commentary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It gives this 30-minute episode kind of a really dark feeling right also they tried to play it up which is like i'm sure she does get a lot of
1: requests saying like kylie take me to prom but the person that actually they actually ended up choosing it seemed like he didn't even no he wasn't into it at all no it's like his mom set it up in, in an interview his mom said that she had to tell him there was an emergency to get him out of the house and then they were like oh and not by the way you won this or whatever and then they brought Kylie on him. it's like who even knows what this guy was thinking yeah. like who knows that he wanted that who knows if this was just totally set up by the producers mm-hmm. it seemed super contrived mm-hmm. and the whole thing just kind of fell flat and stale mm-hmm. I think the best moments and this is the other thing. It's like in in all those in all the episodes, even in Kardashians, those those mix-ups. Like the plane doesn't work. Like that adds for drama. I didn't feel on the edge of my seat, being no. like, Will she get to this prom? She like she's not. Where is so she gonna wash uninvested? her hair? <laughs> like I honestly didn't care. None of them seemed that worked up about it. It just was not really creating that drama. That is in Keeping Up.
0: Yeah, and she didn't even seem invested in any of these things happening, which is probably why they couldn't sell it to us. I think that the only thing that really worked was Kylie inviting her hairstylist Tokyo's boyfriend to the prom to go with Tokyo because he didn't go to prom
1: either. Um, They do this on Keeping Up, too, where they frame, they kind of position the Kardashians as having these huge hearts you know, they lost their dad at a young age. They try and make a lot of compassion for all of the Kardashians and, you know, say, oh, wow, this really is a nice, genuine, down-to-earth person who has a really good heart. Mm-hmm. That was that moment. They, who knows if this is legitimate. I obviously don't know Kylie Jenner. But Kris Jenner always says, you know, oh, Kylie has the biggest heart. But she also says that Kim has the biggest heart. Oh, Chloe has the biggest heart, you know. All of them apparently had the biggest heart and it's like, you know, you don't know. It's their mom saying that. If my mom was on TV saying I had the biggest heart a million times, eventually people believe it and then the producers put in these ideas like, she's going to, you know, save the day for this guy who didn't get to go to prom Mm -hmm. and who was bullied. There's the other thing is she brings up a lot and I totally believe that she's bullied on social media. I know that all the Kardashians are. But they make that like she's going to be this anti-bullying, you know, uh, leader in the community. Like she's speaking out for all people bullied in high school. Meanwhile, she's bullied for getting lip injunctions and for, you know, being a part of this family who
0: lives for money and who only cares about exposure and their public image and making a dollar. Very different. And it, it was interesting to me that she seemed to be drawing a parallel between herself in Tokyo because Tokyo was talking about being out at a very young age and how that was really difficult. He had to drop out of school. Didn't feel safe at school and she is just learning this. She's known this guy who works for her for I don't know how long but certainly it seems like that would have come up in an organic relationship and now she's trying to draw this comparison that I just don't think is there. Also you know she's
1: Maybe bullied on social media. Not saying she should shut down her Instagram page to try and go around that in some sense. But she didn't have the same experience of going to school every day and having people laugh at her and bully her and be really rude to her. Not saying she hasn't been bullied, but I think it's two totally different experiences. She's a mega celebrity. Every single person that I see that meets her... Fawns all over her and tr- it's like a screaming girl around her, you know, treats her like she's Madonna in some sense. Mm-hmm. Someone like Tokyo has a very, had a very different high school experience. You know, she says that she's trying to, you know, make the day for Albert by, you know, changing his image. But, you know, even if he was bullied at a young age, I don't think going to prom with Kylie Jenner necessarily makes it so that he's not bullied it just makes it so he gets a lot of attention for something that's really superficial which is sad yeah it's sad Yeah. yeah i i want albert to find true love And then feel the happiness of that. And then he can laugh at all the bullies'
0: faces
1: and have it not bother him and, you know, stand up to them. I don't necessarily know that going to prom with Kylie Jenner made him get the confidence to, you know, stand up to these bullies in some sense. I'm sure it was a high for a night. And I'm sure people still talk about it. But I don't know that it's necessarily saved his, you know, experience.
0: No, definitely not. I mean, get, get Albert a reality show. <laughs> Kylie, if you're so generous. I mean, there's just not a lot going on in these episodes. We watched both of them, 19 part 1 and part 2, but it's really getting to the prom. Oh, look, we got to the prom. Oh, I guess that was not what we thought. They go to the beach. That's kind of, that's kind of it. They blew. Oh, the oh. date. The date. You forgot about the date. Oh, Jordan's, Jordan's date. Blind
1: date. I felt sad for Jordan's blind date. Yep. Because I thought the date was actually going well organically. And Kylie was like not getting the attention she wanted. And she yep. was kind of chirping in the background about stupid stuff. And, you know, she's just chirping in Jordan's ear. Jordan's trying to spit some game. It's like yeah. if you're going to set your girl up with a date, don't drive on up and be like, okay, it's over because she's bored now. Yeah. Let her have the date.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that's really threatening to Kylie, though, the idea of Mm -hmm. Jordan being in a relationship. I think so. I looked at it as more of, like, a hobby
1: for Kylie to be like, oh, I'm going to set my friend up. You know, this will be so fun. Such a funny experience. I'll sit in the car. Like, yes, that's obviously show content. Mm -hmm. But I think that – and I, you know, saw this interview that they did for BuzzFeed where they talk about, you know, Kylie having a boyfriend. What would it be like if – you know, does that affect their relationship? And, oh, maybe this wasn't for BuzzFeed, but it was something. But Jordan was like, you know what? And, and Kylie, Kylie goes, I'm always in a relationship, and Jordan's always the third leg. Why does Jordan want to be the third leg of Kylie's relationship with someone else? You know, yeah. you would think Jordan would want her own relationship, mm-hmm. but she's kind of like living in the shadow of Kylie Jenner and has to be her constant support system, the third leg of her relationship. You know, it's like... I I feel sad for her. I, like, want her to get a boyfriend, and I want her to move out of that house and live her own life.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, like, if she gets a boyfriend and she moves out, like, what is her life going to be like? It's just, it's a paralyzing thought when you're living in that kind of billion-dollar cosmetic empire grandeur, I guess.
1: Yeah. I also think that Kylie needs to have someone like Jordan in her life. Yes. Really desperately. And I think she probably did find it threatening that, you know, Jordan was doing well on the date and Mm -hmm. might have had this, like, legitimate connection. When Kylie used to date Tyga, every time they'd be together, Jordan would be in the house. Like, Jordan really was their third wheel. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you got to
0: cut the ties. It's a little too codependent for me. I'm sure that's kind of a buffer an intimacy buffer for Kylie and her relationships too. Oh, totally. Um, and it's interesting because, again, when Kylie was getting big on Snapchat and Instagram and stuff like that, she had a much broader social circle. She used to hang out with that girl Anastasia, right? Yeah, Mia, Jaden Smith, Harry Hudson, who she still hangs out with sometimes. But those people are not part of this show, and they're not seen on. Wait, you said Jaden, right? Yeah, Jaden Smith is
1: right. Well. Um, you know, she used to also she used to I feel like. And she still kind of does with, like, Haley Baldwin, but Hailey uh, seems a little bit tighter with Kendall, maybe. I think so, yeah. So she used to have this, like, posse of celebrity kids. And, you know, those are her people. That's who she should be hanging out with. Yeah. You know, these kids that are trying to be in the public image. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she, Kylie's probably super paranoid that anyone who becomes friends with her is just, using her in a sense doesn't Mm -hmm. want to be friends with her for a legitimate reason and so she's kind of incredibly dependent and trusting in jordan because they've been friends for a long time Mm -hmm. but it's like that is so much pressure on jordan to be like her one tried and true ride or die friend known her since day one got her back at all times it's like it's tough
0: yeah no it has to be I'm sure that Jordan doesn't have as much time to
1: figure out what she wants. It seems like Jordan just is like, you know, Kylie just drives Jordan around and then lives Kylie's life for her, with her, is like her companion
0: in all senses. Do you think Jordan is going to use this show as a springboard for something else?
1: (sighs) I know she's a model. Mm -hmm. I know she does like Instagram you know, supports brands on, or promotes brands on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she'll have her own show, but maybe she'll try and launch a business.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe.
1: Or I mean, I'm definitely surprised that Jordan hasn't had her own collab with Kylie. That's a great point. Kylie's makeup collection yet. Yeah. I'm shocked. I know that they use Jordan as the model in some things, but I think Jordan's trying to create her own public image. I, mm-hmm. I at least hope she does. And I hope she tries to create her own identity outside of Kylie in some sense. Yeah. I felt sad for her when she was saying, you know, people that want to hang out with her just, you know, want to say, oh, they're talking to Kylie's friend. You know, they're 20. They're at a super developmental, a super important time for developing in their lives. They need some exposure to something else.
0: Well, we have like six episodes of this left. I don't know how many. 30-minute um, episodes. The reception has been not great. They pulled in about half the viewers of Rob China, so about a million people, um, which is a little under what Keeping Up With The Kardashians is doing right now. Keeping Up With The Kardashians is pulling in 1.4 to 1.25, um, which is not an all-time high. The show is kind of on a decline, but I don't think he's ever going to stop removing it. And critically, Complex called it the fakest reality TV show ever. Kind of have to agree. TV Guide said it was sad. Interestingly, Man Repeller thought it was accidentally genius. I don't agree. I read that whole recap. Yeah,
1: I don't know how. I. You know, this is also, I like love Kylie's Snapchats. And I, I love her crew. Or I loved. Not saying I don't love anymore. But I was really excited about this. Like really amped on it. Always felt, like I look at it like, You know, my dad, when he used to drive um, to work in the morning, used Mm -hmm. to listen to Howard Stern. And it was like listening to Howard Stern for him was like he was with his buddies. And I was like, you know what? Kylie Jenner, the show, it's going to be like me hanging out with my pals. Like these people get me like (laughs) we've got the same sense of humor. That's what I legitimately thought from her Snapchat stories. And I just didn't see it. It missed that humor element. There was like, you know, one one or two funny little lines here or there but you know that is also what makes Keeping Up funny. I think Chloe's hilarious. I even think Kim and Courtney are funny. I think Scott's hilarious. That's what makes the show so incredible and it's missing that. The uh, Life of Kylie. They need like a stand-up comedian or someone in
0: there. Someone. Anyone. Um, Do you think this is going to be renewed for season two? we'll see they i
1: i don't know what the change could be there were way too many commercials that's always going to be the case Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like it was very behind the scenes exclusive insider look Mm -hmm. you know they in the preview at least the big reveal at the end was i think when she goes to the met gala yeah they're gonna build that up they're trying to build that up but I don't know how much camera footage they could get of the legitimate Met I Probably doubt that much. they couldn't get – yeah, I doubt they could get a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, if that's the buildup and that's the big event at the end, like, there's got to be something more, mm-hmm. especially if they're not focusing on her relationship at all. Yeah. You know, what – drives the Kardashians is that they have so much drama in terms of their relationships and their businesses and all that stuff Mm -hmm. they try to bring that in with life of Kylie being like oh Kylie has all these knockoff lip kits and all that stuff where people were selling her lip kits like on the side of the road knockoffs that drama doesn't really do it for me I'm not feeling so intrigued by you know knockoff Kylie lip kits um I would love to see drama of a huge lawsuit or something of that sort. <laughs> you know, that drama would get yeah. me watching. Also, I would love to see her relationship with Travis Scott. Yes. And I wish that we could have seen more drama with Tyga because I feel like that would have really driven the show. But I don't know because also I used to watch King in with Tyga you on MTV I didn't know that
0: was a thing until today. It is tragic.
1: Tell it me. is so terrible, I saw, I saw
0: that the finale ended with a hundred thousand viewers.
1: yeah, no, it's not it's not good. It's like almost so sad to watch, like you're like, what is happening that these people think that this is like legitimate concerns like what I watched one episode of like. One of his, he has like nine runners in the house that like run errands for him. What? How is he? Clearly, it was of, old. he was paying them. No, it was an old. It was an old episode. Okay. Way old. Okay. Yeah. Um. And he was trying to get some slide to go into his pool for a party, and like that was the big drama and dilemma, and it just wasn't that compelling. So, I don't know. I think that maybe he. <laughs> I don't know that he has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Um and i didn't think that he was like really driving the show or no. at least his own show so i don't know how much he would have brought to life of kylie but i live for travis scott he's one of my favorite performers yeah. i would love to see that relationship you know i actually think it was pretty cool that kylie started dating travis scott because i just love him and i love that he talked about her like you know he talks about her in music or whatever mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I think that's what makes Kim and Kanye's relationship, like, exciting. You know, him talking about her on songs and that type of stuff. I wish that we could see more of that. I think that that would drive the show. I'm sure Travis Scott doesn't really want to be on the show, to
0: be honest, in the same way
1: that Kanye tries (laughs) to stay off keeping up.
0: No, and that would probably be the right move for him and his public image. But if Kylie was trying to do right by herself, I think she would get him on the show. She just needs
1: something else. She needs, like, another element. She needs some more guest stars. I think she needs to take a city is what she needs
0: to do. Oh, but have a challenge. What would her challenge be? The pop-up shop? Yes, try to open a brick-and-mortar store. I think that would be the way to do it. But let me
1: let me tell you, when... They did Miami mm-hmm. uh, when they take Miami, Courtney and Chloe. Mm-hmm. That was with the whole Scott drama. And then it was like baby the drama. Miami,
0: the Miami seasons are so good.
1: So good. Also, even I like the New- – when they go to New York, I like the New York season. Mm-hmm. The first one moves a little bit slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one's when she's dating Chris Humphreys, Kim mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So I like that one. But even when they're starting those sh- those stores, mm-hmm. a lot of the drama surrounds sister drama where yeah. they're all fighting yeah. with each other, which I relate to as someone who has a sister. Mm-hmm. Or boy drama, which everyone loves to watch because it's like, you know, every single person loves to read – stories about celebrity couples yeah. for some reason that's really enticing to people and they mm-hmm. live their lives through these celebrity couples so putting that kind of drama on the show especially with someone as destructive as Scott Disick or Kanye West who's like a huge public figure
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know Chris Humphreys was kind of uh, who really cares yeah. but seeing that relationship was still exciting in the same sense yeah um I think that that relationship element needs to be added to keeping to life of Kylie. Mm -hmm. I also don't think Kylie would ever show that. I think she really likes keeping those intimate moments really private, Mm -hmm. even though when she dated Tyga, she literally would like, selfie, Snapchat, them kissing and, like, you know, doing yeah. all this stuff in bed. But at and the it same was time, like, enjoy
0: control that. And, right. it's, and it's so short. You know, it's it is. not real intimacy.
1: If I were, you know, in bed with my boyfriend, I'm not bringing the phone in there and taking pictures. No, yeah. I know she's knows her audience, but mm-hmm. it's like, it, it makes the relationship seem really contrived. And who knows it if it was. You know, some people don't like bringing in the intimate, personal details of their lives, mm-hmm. but... I don't think the show's
0: gonna last without that. No, absolutely. And you know, we've established Jordan can't be that conflict person because of her position in Jordan's life. Everyone else is on Kylie's payroll. Uh, I think they, her... they, the whole everyone I saw in the past two episodes say yes to
1: her at all times. Mm-hmm. It's just like you can't. There's no conflict. What you else can't are you gonna do. You can't watch a bunch of people that Kylie pays being like, yes, Kylie, you're right. Yes, Kylie, you're right. Yes, Kylie, you're right. Like eventually, there's got to be. some And her only drama is that she feels like. Lost in the world and wants to move to an island and, you know, feels like she can't keep up this public image and is like tired of keeping up this persona. Girl, we all go to work. You know, keep posting your Instagrams. (laughs) We're all at work every day doing our, trying to make money. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's how she's making money and she makes a lot of money, she's got to keep it up unless she wants to go sit at a desk job
0: or, you know, do something else. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, in terms of finding someone to bring that conflict, It's not going to be her older sisters because I think they're just at different stages of their lives. Like, is a woman who's turning 40 going to feud with her 20-year-old sister? I just think that that conflict is naturally not there. Yeah. Um, And Kendall's not going to be on the show. Right. So in
1: the same sense, you know, I said I don't really think that they have the best relationship. I think Kendall as the model travels all the time mm-hmm. and that's her focus. I don't think she's trying to be on the show anytime soon mm-hmm. because that's just not her priority. Um, I don't see, I don't see this like wild card factor. It's supposed to be Kylie, but she's just way too controlled right now.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: needs to either show, you know, a different side of herself that we don't all see or else the show's going to get really stale really quick.
0: Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't have high hopes for it. I think that they're trying to find something to replace the, um, you know, so-and-so-takes-such-and-such-city spinoffs that they were doing. And like Dash Dolls, I don't think this is going to work.
1: Yeah. Oh, Dash Dolls. I forgot about that. Yeah. I just want to see a text, like even one text from Tyga, like one text combo. Just I just want to see it.
0: Yeah. She did say that the guy that she set Jordan up with was cuter than any guy she's dated, which I thought was... Valid. Very pointed and, and also valid. <laughs> also
1: very valid. She tends to go for not the coddest rappers. She goes for very mediocre looking rappers. Yeah.
0: But at least Travis Scott has some production credits. I actually oh, really liked his album. I live for Travis Scott. Butterfly Effect,
1: oh. Yes, I love Travis Scott. The Hooch, that's like my favorite song ever. I listened to it getting dressed this morning. He's my dude. Um, I also loved the necklace, the butterfly necklace. He got Kylie for her 20th birthday. Mm -hmm. That chain with the butterfly on it, I thought it was really cool. Um, way better than anything
0: Taiga ever got her. Yeah. Did you see that Kylie had a tie to cover up her tea tattoo that she got? She got a butterfly, didn't she? No. Well, maybe that too. But she – Oh, she tea. made it
1: LA. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then she also got a butterfly for Travis Scott with Travis Scott. And it's like, didn't you learn your lesson? You don't – like, come on. Never. Chloe with the LO, like, and now – they say it hurts to get it lasered off more than the actual tattoo. Yeah. It's like you got to... I know, it's like, oh, a timeline of your life, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But some stuff is wrong mm-hmm. with the Adrian tattoo on his well, chest. it turned into the cabbage... What? Or no, Rita Ora. Rita Ora. He had Rita Ora on his chest no, when he was skinny. And then he got really fat and it turned into a cabbage patch doll. Because
0: it was like huge, oh like so God. wide. I mean, there were just so many people who could've prevented Kylie from getting another relationship tattoo, but
1: she's gonna do what she's gonna do. I don't know. I don't know how much like parental supervision she has. I
0: think she has none. Um, <laughs> something we've talked about on the show before is I think that Chris is less involved with Kylie and Kendall's careers than she is with for other daughters
1: well now though i think she looks at kylie as like the main the money maker yeah mm-hmm. and she's trying to get involved in as much as possible mm-hmm. and kind of milk this mm-hmm. sort of like rise to fame as much as possible i just don't think kylie wants it as bad i don't think that she's yeah. bringing it like kim brought it for the show like kim really brought it i yes. think that kim exposed a lot Of parts of her personality that Kylie's just never going to expose,
0: and I think uh, Kim really deliberately studied celebrity. She was friends with Paris Hilton. She learned a lot from Paris Hilton. Grew up on J Lo, like Mm -hmm. idolizing J Lo. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, Kim like is never going to make the same mistakes that Paris Hilton made. She understands the mechanisms of celebrity, and that's why she's able to execute. Other than the sex tape, yes.
1: I actually think that probably Paris's is more tasteful since it's a night vision. So that's the thing. That's the piece I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you think about this. She's over 18, so mm-hmm. obviously she takes a lot of really racy photos. Mm-hmm. She definitely sends naked pictures, I think, 100% to her I boyfriend. I agree. Why have none of them surfaced yet? I think she's probably also had a sex tape. There has to be something like that out there.
0: There were rumors a while ago when she was still with Tyga that they had a sex tape but that she might have been underage when they filmed it. Oh, and then they can't bring it out? Yeah.
1: I'm just, like, waiting for it. Like, I'm waiting no, for I her to so. do that. I
0: think, yeah, I can't see her posing for Playboy. I don't see her doing that, but I could see something.
1: You couldn't?
0: I, I don't see her posing for Playboy. She has like, complex. She just did, like, a lingerie shoot for her birthday. I feel like she's, like... But I just don't see her crossing that line for whatever reason. And obviously, like, I know it's an arbitrary line. Oh, with nipples? Yeah. Full frontal. I just don't see her... I could see her doing nude. I don't see her doing full, Playboy back in its glory days. Right.
1: But I also think that she has probably taken naked pictures. And where Mm -hmm. are they? How are those not been hacked yet and released? I am just curious to see if those have been edited (laughs) because there's something that I noticed on a lot of Kylie's photos is that she likes to use editing apps. I don't know if she uses Facetune. I don't know what she uses. I've seen so many people call her out for them, you know, blurred backgrounds. The lines aren't straight in the backgrounds Mm -hmm. where she's, you know, cinched in her waist or made her butt bigger. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if she edits those naked pictures before sending them to Tyga or Travis, we will see once those are released. I think she does. I now think one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. That's why it's like I'm, i would be so curious to meet her in person and see what her body's mm-hmm. like because I've seen so many
0: so many she accounts. Looks like Jessica Rabbit. She looks really unreal. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's inhuman her proportions, and she looks great, but like it's starting to look Uncanny Valley. Right, okay, so I saw
1: Kim Kardashian in person. Wow, tell me about this. It's like a ship moving. Like, I the minute I saw in person, I was like, wow, I get why this girl's famous. Her body's like nothing I've ever seen, but she's so tiny like, she's five, two, maybe a size zero or two, like, wow. so little. But her, she's just huge. She moves like a ship. Like, she could be the Titanic. Like, her butt sticks out so far and her boobs stick out so oh far. My God. And you're just like, whoa. Wow. I'm curious if Kylie looks the same way because I've also seen stuff on um, Instagram. One was from Coachella where she wore that snakeskin outfit. Yes. And it was a photo that someone else took of Kylie where – it was from a different angle, and it looks like she has legitimately no curves. And then Kylie posted a picture the second after where her she's sticking her butt out, like, mm-hmm. really, really far in the back and, like, sticking yeah. her boobs out. And it looks like a different person. So she, I know she definitely knows how to work her mm-hmm. angles. I know she knows how to work the editing apps. Um, I'm curious if her body truly looks like that because I know everyone – I've seen Kendall's pictures and I've seen her called out about Photoshopping her own photos as well. Mm -hmm. So I I get it. You know, they're posting it for millions of people. Mm -hmm. So she wants to make it look as good as possible, but I'm just curious to see if that's what her body really looks like.
0: Here's where I think an important distinction lies. Kylie definitely edits her own photos. I don't think she has anyone else doing that. I think at the very least she gives final approval on any face tuning that happens for her Instagram. Do you think Kim edits her own pictures? Do you think she sits on her phone and edits the photos she takes of herself? Yes. Or do you think she has someone else do it? Oh, probably her assistant. I think she has an assistant
1: do it. Well, that Steph Sheppi you whatever. Steph Sheppi. Yeah. Her. How This is the thing, though. How have they not learned from the Monica Rose incident? Like, how are they not a little bit – like, Monica was – Chloe and all their, like, best friends. Like, they were so close with them. And then that girl took advantage of them. You know, they say that she stole from um, all the Kardashians and that Monica Rose was behind um, the break-in at Kendall's house and just totally betrayed their family. And, you know, how are they not more hesitant to have these people so close to their lives and, like, so have such great access to everything? I'm sure they have, obviously, really hefty NDAs, Mm -hmm. but how do these people have such close access to their life and then they make these people kind of famous and give them recognition and it's like, how do you necessarily trust these outside, like Kim's assistant, she knows too much. Like she could never have a falling out with Kim because she knows way too much. Like, Yeah. yeah, Kim has great lawyers and like, I don't know the deal with Monica Rose, like how much of that money she actually got to keep or took for herself or what lawsuit is happening with that. Yeah. But... I don't know how they're not all um, way more paranoid than they are.
0: No, yeah. That's a great point. I mean, some people we've seen a lot. Like, Chloe's had the same assistant forever. Steph's been with Kim for four years. But at the same time, there are so many people behind the scenes that we don't even know. Kim yeah. has, like, three or four personal assistants at her house that we never see. Because oh. Steph is – Executive. Steph did chief chief operating officer of Kim Kardashian West brands.
1: I also have a friend that I um she was at a restaurant in Paris with the whole Kardashian crew mm-hmm. and she was interviewing. I guess she went up to take a picture and was talking to Kris Jenner mm-hmm. and Kris Jenner was saying that she like needed an executive assistant and you know wanted this girl to come in and interview and all this stuff. And I'm like what like where do they find these people she found her in a restaurant in Paris and she's like wow I'm gonna trust you with all of my dirtiest secrets like there's got to be some more of a screening process no hate on this girl because she would have done a great job but I'm like was shocked when I heard that story that's crazy I'm surprised like I'm surprised they don't have rounds and rounds of interviews and rounds of NDAs
0: you have, to have such a specific personality type that I don't understand to do that because you also have to be on call Twenty four seven. Like yeah. you don't really get to lead your own life. So yeah. what is the satisfaction that you derive from that kind of relationship?
1: And they make it seem like it's like, oh, the rewards are so great. Like I remember I feel like they're not. For Kylie's assistant, I think she set up this whole thing where Kylie's assistant got engaged and she like set up this whole thing for um her fiance to propose to her. It's like, is that a reward? Like those those kind of little stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm just, I'm just curious to see, you know, where their job ends and where their job stops. Yeah. Cause it seems like, you know, they live full time with these people. Mm-hmm. They're at their beck and call at all times, their personal
0: needs fall second, you yeah. know, where, where's the line come in? Yeah. And how long can you really sustainably do that for before you burn out? For someone in a corporate
1: role, if you have an issue with your boss, you can talk to someone about it. Mm-hmm. You can try and figure it out. For someone like an executive assistant, they can do nothing about
0: it. there's no HR department for that. You know what I would watch, though? I would watch a show of ex-celebrity assistants. Even if they couldn't say anything, even if all of their NDAs were still in place, I would love to see them live their lives after doing that. Yeah, I think that'd be a good show. Maybe that's, you know, our next move is to produce that show. Ryan Seacrest, contact us. All that being said, though, we have to rank the people who appeared in this episode of The Life of Kylie. Okay. As few of them as there are. So for this week's Power Rankings, at the bottom of the list we have Whoever Put Collars on Kylie's Dogs. They are just, like, deserve
1: a spanking, apparently, (laughs) according to Kylie, because she seemed pissed about
0: people putting collars on her dogs because they're
1: not dogs. They're family.
0: And coming in above Whoever Put Collars on Dogs, we have... uh, Kylie stylist
1: for picking out that gold booby dress for Albert's prom because that was not appropriate at all. She looked like she was honestly going to, you know, a boogie nights party, (laughs) not, you know, a 16 year olds prom or an 18 year olds prom,
0: but definitely a power move on the stylist part. Power move. That dress was tight and she hooked it up. (gasps) Coming in at number two this week, we have Kylie Jenner herself, who's – she's getting all the yeses she could want
1: on this show. Yeah, she also made a few off-the-cuff comments about, you know, feeling sorry for her Lamborghini that she never gets a chance to drive. Know your audience, Kylie. Yes, that might be – Your champagne problem, and it might be fun for other people to watch, but that's not a legitimate. I know you were being jokey about it, but that doesn't read well.
0: But coming in at number
1: one, we have Jordan for being the voice of reason and down Mm -hmm. to earth. Jordan's my girl. Mm -hmm. I legitimately think that we would be close friends in person. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's funny, she's down to earth, Mm -hmm. she gets it, Mm -hmm. she knows her audience, and she really is a loyal friend to Kylie. Because a lot of times when Kylie makes those off the cuff comments, Jordan corrects her and makes it seem like it's like not a big deal and it's just a joke and plays along with it. And Jordan is the real MVP. Mm-hmm. Kylie honestly owes Jordan a huge, yeah. some sort of gift. I oh, Kylie brought her that car for her birthday. She bought yes. her a Mercedes. Oh, she did. Yeah. So maybe there's that payoff
0: <laughs> for being in the for being the realist. Hopefully, but uh, I don't know that the K-hole is going to be back to cover more of life of Kylie. I wasn't that intrigued by the new season. TBD. Yeah. TBD.
1: I don't know what the next episode's going to have in store. Um, I feel like we would have more to talk about based on just Kylie's Snapchat,
0: which is sad. And that's indicative of the show. All that being said, The k is definitely going to be covering um, season 14 of Keeping Up With the Kardashians, which is coming out in October. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, The K-Hole Podcast. You could also uh, rate the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes to help other people find the show. Um, Tell us what you thought of the life of Kylie. I'm really curious if you guys are feeling um, kind of the same things we are, where you think this is going, where you think Jordan's going to go from here, because I think we know where Kylie's going. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt, um, and you can listen to my other podcast when Peek Speaks, where... Matt Olson and I are talking about Twin Peaks The Return. We have five episodes left, which is unbelievable. Um, So if you guys like Twin Peaks, you might want to check that out. Hannah, do you have anything to plug? I have nothing. I'm happy to be here.
1: Love to be able to share my insights. Huge Kardashians fan. Uh, Love this
0: podcast. Very honored. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. Feel free to come back anytime. Okay. Um, We love having experts on the show like yourself. Uh, Do you want to take us out? This has been the K-Hall. Don't be effing rude.